Hello and welcome to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast series bringing you information and news about the latest trends, technologies and concepts facing the IT industry today. This show is brought to you as always by Arrow Electronics. We hope you enjoy the episode and if you do, please leave a review or rating on your preferred podcast platform. It helps others find us. Hello and welcome to uh, another episode of Arrow Bandwidth and this one is really interesting for a few reasons because one, we're at Electronica in Munich and two, it's the end of day three and we're reliably informed that somewhere a band will start to play soon. So in this podcast, we're going to race a band, which we'll see how it goes. So I'm joined on today's episode by a new guest to the show, and I'm slightly smitten because, hey, I've got one of your stickers on my laptop. Um, <laughs> rather than me trying to make a really bad attempt at introducing you. Hello and welcome to the show. Who are you? Where are you from? Hi, my name is uh, Winke Giesman, uh, and um, uh, I'm the initiator and co-founder of the Things Network. And uh, we have built a global LoRaWAN network, now spanning more than 60 countries, with 5,000 LoRaWAN gateways, uh, with now 50,000 developers on our platform. Wow. So how long has it taken to do that? Yeah, so uh, that actually went pretty fast. So we started three years ago uh, and we discovered this LoRaWAN technology and LoRaWAN is a wireless transmission uh, technology. It allows you to connect a lot of sensors uh, with a long range and with, very, uh, with a very low power capability and, and allow sensors to connect to the internet. So uh, when we saw this technology, we thought, okay, why don't we just put a few of these base stations that uh, built this network up in Amsterdam and build a city covering network. And we did that in six weeks. Six weeks? Yeah, that went pretty fast. And it was, was quite uh, yeah, a new paradigm because usually this kind of uh, networks are built by large operators. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden uh, you could do this. And uh, we opened up that, uh, uh, that network and the infrastructure to connect your gateways and to connect devices and to keep, get the data flowing. And, yeah, that, uh, that got uh, adoption all around the world. So uh, an interesting thing is that because we made it so easy to start with LoRaWAN, all kinds of innovations start emerging. And uh, it's a young technology, so if you're an integrator or a development company and you want to get into this, you don't want to make a huge investment. Right? You want to check out, like, is this technology something for me? Is it something I could pitch to my customers and because we made it so easy all this innovation started rolling so we saw like garbage like uh, sensors in, in in garbage cans to yeah. get the fill rate uh, uh, sensors on all kinds of uh, uh, rivers and canals uh, to report on upcoming floods uh, we have agriculture use cases in soil moisture but also connected cows we uh, were working in railway uh, in Germany with putting this, this sensor technology in, in railway stations uh, smart building a kind of application so what's interesting what happened is we, ha we, we, we made it very easy accessible we didn't really know what would come of it but now we, uh, we have this thriving business called the things industries and we have a lot of 
ecosystem players now making money and, and, and creating value driving use cases on top of this network. Ah, it's fabulous because it's, it's creating that foundational network that doesn't just appeal to either one particular use case or, or one particular industrial vertical. I, I'm from the UK, so yeah, we, we don't really have a national policy for LoRaWAN. So you tend to tend to find that, that LoRaWAN falls into two camps. And, and we normally associate it with, with city networks and with, with looking at creating smart functions. And I don't want to say smart cities, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But, but I think it's often overlooked as well that we do see people now tactically using things network as, as, as their own private network yeah. as well yeah yeah so the beauty on, about LoRaWAN is that you can deploy it in all kinds of different configurations so I can build my private network keep all the data for myself uh, and, and and keep keep it uh, on-premise mm -hmm. but you can also use it cloud and actually uh, the security difference is not that big because the encryption is in a network protocol so you must say is that we're building these open networks just like the internet, like you, if you send an email to somebody in Australia, it will go over all kinds of other networks that you never made an agreement with. But because we have this security layer on top of this, which actually making micro VPNs per use case, all your data is, is private. So, so this, the strength of this separation of concerns between network infrastructure and application through this end-to-end -end encryption feature makes it that it's very agile and you, you, can, you, can, you can set up your own gate with your own network, you can just add gateways to the things network uh, or, or to the things industry's private networks and then it starts pairing with the rest of the, of the world. So you've got this, this network effect embedded in this technology and it is, is industrial grade security because you have this IAS 128 encryption and yeah. encryption over the last 12 18 months for me so yeah not really as not really the three years that you guys have been, yeah. been looking at things that way but certainly over the last 18 months it's really surprised me that people that are looking at connecting devices connecting the physical world and starting to gather data or whether or not they're they're working on a particular product or device or yeah enabling a, a a town, a city, or a building, or a car, or whatever. In a lot of cases, security seems to be so far down the agenda. And when we talk about LoRaWAN, certain people look at it, and there almost seems to be this perception that security is lacking. But from what you've just said there, it really is industrial-grade security, fit for application data, no issues, no problems, no concerns. If you're prepared to send traffic across the internet, then why not? Yeah, that is it. And I think if you look at how the LoRaWAN protocol is made, it's like the start was security. And if you look, for instance, at IP as a protocol, it, it doesn't have security embedded in it. You need mm. HTTPS as a protocol yes. on top of that. And LoRaWAN has that embedded in the protocol itself. And that is such a strong design part of, of, of LoRaWAN. By, by bringing that in, is that it's now, uh, yeah, that's, that's per the perfect safe. So the, the only challenge you have there with IoT with regards to security is that's left then it's the logistical part. So uh, I want to offshore my production yeah. of my uh, devices, but I don't want to decentralize and offshore my security. Ah. So, so now we're working with, um, with, uh, with different vendors. We're going to do some, some big announcements at our conference in, uh, in the 31st of January in Amsterdam about how we're going to solve this problem. How are we going to make sure that if you uh, have to uh, share keys for logistical reasons. Yeah, and they're all. Uh, uh, we make sure that they're never visible, 
Yeah, and that if they're somehow visible, you always have some kind of liability contract. So actually, we're, we're working on all kinds of solutions with secure elements and secure uh, cloud services to do that. And now also solving this logistical problem. And then, and then if that's the basics, which is the basics, then then we will, like, like, like if you if you see this, take the security. If you take the open network, the network effect. Mm -hmm. Then we're really like at the at the start of this exponential growth of IoT because once we have the networks out there, these networks can run so many different use cases, and and that's that this so this horizontal approach is very interesting. And we, we've been I mean, we were an IoT startup, and we uh, we are seeing a lot of IoT startups uh, struggle. And one of yes. the so they're 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 getting beaten all of the all of, like, so so what's happened? So this is a typical story. So. You're an IoT star, but you have a great idea. And then, okay, this is my technology. And then there comes some kind of smart VC or smart angel. And then it says, no, you have to go vertical. Because then you can show the value and you can grasp the value. Because you have, have higher margins. And then you go to an additional customer and they said, whoa, you're solving my problem. I want this. And then you're coming in. Yeah, so here I have my sensor, my network, and my dashboard. And this is my license fee. And it's all perfect. And then the industrial partner says, Wait a minute! Like so now I got like I have to buy the whole stack, right? Well, why do I pay so much? I just want your sensor. I want a generic yeah. IoT play. I already have my middleware. Already I have my ERP. Uh, so then, uh, uh, then the industrial players. Okay, great idea. POC succeeded. No, we're not gonna do business. Uh, startup is out. Is is bankrupt, right? Yeah. So, in the end, if you want to go to market, like we have to go horizontal. We have to follow standards, and that's really the only way how we're gonna scale this. I love that approach because again, you look around Electronica this week and it feels, again, I'm from an IT background, not an engineering or yeah. an electrical background. It's starting to feel more like a technology fair and not an engineering or electrical componentry yeah. fair. I agree. Like, was it two years ago? I, I think uh, I think you, really, you definitely see that it. everybody's moving to towards this more software-like, yeah. It is more software-like, and it, it's interesting when you when we speak to probably some of the same technology companies you've been speaking to this week, yeah. and in my head, I look at them and go, well, they're, they're silicon, they're power, or whatever they might be, uh, microcontroller or whatever, and it's not my world, but they're starting to talk a language that sounds a lot like agility, DevOps. It's, hang on a minute, you're starting to talk like a software company yeah, yeah, to me. Yeah. And you're talking, for me, please correct me if you think I'm wrong, you're talking more like a platform to me rather than a network. Yeah. Is that intentional? Yeah, or? so I, I think what's, um, so so yeah, I think I'm from the cloud world, so I, uh, I think in right. platforms, right? So, uh, and, and it's, that's also what our company is built around, but uh, if you now look at the platforms nowadays, if you like, for instance, how Google does their cloud platform, is is with open source code, and a very simple business model, yeah. and trying to give a lot, and just have one piece where you're going to make money on it and be super transparent. So, um, uh, and it, it's a bit around making it very simple, and uh, and the same for us. Right? Like we we want to provide a platform, you can have it from us. We yeah. also have an open source version. Let's do it yourself. We don't want to want to lock you into anything. We're going to give you choice. We want to build long-lasting relationships, and that's going to not not be with trying horses or surprises. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, on the like shorter midterm, right? So it's like building trust. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think this is the only way forward. And um, uh, and then yeah, of course that's a, that's a, that's a platform way of thinking, but it's um, but it's not the platform way of thinking like Facebook. Yeah. 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 So I want to so be clear. Yeah. On yeah. That. Yeah. So it's the not methodology, not no. Actual, and that is I'm not saying no. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's platform, the that's yeah. the previous era, right? Yeah. The previous era is the era era of Facebook. The, the new time about platforms is about open APIs, limited lock-in, and uh, and making sure we build build technology which just like like that the product is the value and um and then, do you know what when you talk like that i could actually see the connection between where i live in the north of england i can see there's a nerd of the odi and those guys are, are working hand in hand with 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 things now and guess what open api transparencies yeah the whole democratization yeah. of it. I, and that that sound is it joins the dots for me. It's like, all right, that now absolutely makes perfect yeah. sense. Now we have we have customers like uh, WeWork, like like this billion-dollar companies that are wow. customers, and, and they dig this because they say like, we just want your innovation. We want we want, we want this cutting-edge stuff you're doing, mm. but we don't want to be locked in with some kind of vendor. So yeah. we have open APIs, open source code, yeah. and they. Like so, they get this because they're in for this for five to ten years. And if you're in this is five five to ten years, and you want to do cutting edge technology, yeah. like you only can go with maybe the younger company, and you want to prefer the younger company that has the most open approach because the legacy, like the existing companies, they don't have this. An, so open, an, an, op an open approach gives you access to a potential resource pool that yeah. is. is Pretty much infinite, uh, and, yeah. and that's as well. So what's happening? So we have now having this. Uh, we have the the, the open uh, community network, and then we yeah. have the provided networks. And now on the open a new community network, we have fifty thousand developers. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand developers that are five zero. Yeah, it's unbelievable, right? So fifty thousand developers, and um, and that is um, uh, and they're developing. So now if these billion-dollar companies are getting into this technology. All of a sudden, they need engineers. So where did they get that? Maybe they already made components that is going to save them time and money. Maybe right. they already have ready-made products. Let's see where we can put them in. And then, then there's the network effect, and there's the synergy, and there we'll get the margin. And 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 this is all we we call it an agnostic, non-exclusive business network, right? So it's like okay, a yeah, it's a did, yeah. it's a many-to-many -many relation business network. And it's not how 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 this industry in electronica used to work. It's no. about building alliances. <laughs> so yeah. like if you do business with them, you don't do business with them. Right? But again, yeah, I come from a background where the the companies I work with, they're real deep subject matter experts in particular fields. So what that has driven more so over the last five years than certainly the 15, 16 years I've been in and around this is driving more collaboration because if you've a deep expertise then really are you threatening are you yeah. Yeah, it's it's more like cooperation yeah, yeah and, and if you look at technology we have 7.3 billion people on this world 20 million of these people know how to program 1 million of them know how to do embedded program <laughs> There's no need. So the, the the pie is too big for technology com companies yeah. to consume. This is and and you see the results of this. Like for instance, the cash position of Apple and Google. Yeah, the only like the fuel they need. It's brain cycles. It's there's not enough fuel in this world for them because they they need yeah. more brain cycles and they cannot find them, right? So so if you're a technology uh, a company, so like 
like look forward like don't don't look like don't try to build a fence around some kind of segment because because it's it's just a waste of energy like, yeah. like just try yeah. to eat as much of the cake as you can because there's enough yeah because because the time you spend on on building a fence around your segment somebody else is is is, is eating a lot of cake yeah. <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah. yeah so this is like this it just doesn't make sense in this the like now now we're we're like this had this IT world now for 50 years and it's the demand is only more increasing and 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 the supply is not is not there coming to the end of the podcast looking to wrap up i, I love what you've just said there. that's fascinating and it, it's refreshing as well especially when you're kind of in the in the day job and, and you know you you're wrapped in working on either might be particular device development or or app code element uh, to take a step back and look at things as you've just described i think it's absolutely perfect you've got some big announcements coming up we don't want yeah. to talk about those obviously no, yeah. but the coming 12 18 months what do you think that's got in store for things network yeah i think um, 2019 is going to be a massive year for the things network going to launch our new network server that allows private networks to pair yet keeping this end-to-end -end encryption so that means that if you set up a network you can opt in a private network can opt in to pair with the global network so if you for instance set up 10 gateways you can automatically uh, leverage the 5000 gateways we already have around the world Uh, and just everything, every extra gate, every addition to the network makes the network effect stronger. So yes. there's, a, there's, a, there's a massive um, interest there. But yet you have the best of both worlds. So you have the global network, yet you can have the quality of service for the places where you want to make sure yeah. you have a network. Uh, these network uh, gateway pricing are going down. So the CAPEX investment of these networks is actually very low. Talking about uh, uh, like $150, $200 uh, gateways uh, already going to the market. So that's going to be something massive. Uh, we're going to uh, announce additional security uh, solutions on top of that network uh, with embedded security on the devices and then connected to security in the cloud. And, um, and and we're 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 going to launch our firmware over there, our update server. With, so there, so there's um, there's from a platform approach, as you said. Yeah. There's there's some 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 massive improvements, making LoRaWAN suitable for the industrial market. Uh, so that's one. We I have a little surprise for everybody who's listening. Oh oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so, pressure of the band. Yeah, there's yeah. pressure to get this podcast out. Yeah. So. Um, Uh, so we um, we um, uh, we're having our developer conference in Amsterdam in the 31st of January and the 1st of February, and uh, where there's going to be 2,000 LoRaWAN developers. Uh, we we will have all the major players in the industry, and um, we did it last year as well. We had 700 people. We got a major interest, and uh, for everybody who's listening to this podcast, uh, we have a discount code. Uh, hey. You go to thethingsconference.com. Uh, thethingsconference.com and uh, the discount code is arrow-ttc the things conference so arrow dash we'll put it in the podcast comments I'll make sure to put it in yeah, the comments and uh, uh, so yeah if you want to like become a Lauren expert in two days go to the conference because one of the things we did is that we added uh, a 10 week university level Lauren course yeah. for everybody to do before the conference so everybody's ah. completely prepared And we can do like get into the hard bits at the conference itself. It's going to be business tracks about use cases. It's going to be tracks about technology. It's going to be tracks about how you go to market. So uh, yeah, we would love to invite everybody to come. Uh, look, that sounds absolutely fantastic. Um, look, it's been an absolute pleasure. We could probably keep this conversation going all evening, but we've beaten the band. 
we've given a little <laughs> bit of something back to the uh, back to the listeners. So just remember that code uh, and use it. I mean, if the conference is anything like the conversation we've just had, that has got to be worth, well worth two days. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for taking time to come and speak to us. And thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth. If you'd like to hear more, please click and subscribe to our channel on your preferred podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Arrow Global or learn more about us at our various websites, including www.arrow.com. Thanks for listening.